0: Welcome to Chasing 3 Hours, a podcast about what runners are chasing, why they keep pushing themselves, and what keeps them curious. I'm Josh Peterson. Today's interview is with my best friend, David McCann. We discuss a literal dream that he had years ago that sent him on a path to run, only for the sport to disappear as he got into early adulthood. Plus, why he decided to start running marathons, sobriety, and a whole lot more. Enjoy today's interview with David McCann. David McCann. Welcome to Chasing Three Hours. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining me. I begin every podcast by asking my guests how their most recent
1: run went. You got out for one this morning. How long was it? What was the goal? How did it go for you? Uh, it went well. A uh, little under three and a half miles. It was a 40-minute run. Um, I've been doing kind of like an off-season half-marathon training schedule. I just have found that I really need a very regimented training schedule, uh, working on the eighty twenty 20 training schedule, half marathon. So just a 40-minute easy run, took my dog out. Um, so it was, yeah, it was real easy, real fun. Um, it felt warmer than it had the past couple of days. I was actually kind of hot when I finished, which has not been the case. It was kind but, of humid today, too. Yeah, 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 yeah it was. So uh, it was nice. It was a nice little... change of pace weather-wise.
0: You've been doing the 80-20 plan, um, going back to training for your most previous marathon, and the author of that book, Mathis Gerald, of course, he joined me on the podcast uh, towards the end
1: of 2023. How have you liked this one compared to some of the other stuff that you've done in the past? Uh, I really like the timed element to it. Uh, Now, I will say, so um, just kind of to get it out there, I am a lot slower runner than most of the people I think you've had. So... Um, it did kind of worry me when I picked it just because I didn't know, um, if it was really going to decrease my mileage week to week. Um, cause some of the past plans had been all, um, just mileage, just mileage. Yeah. So this one is time. So I'm thinking, well, probably the person who wrote this plan and then a lot of the people who use this plan, their 40 minutes are probably going to be more mileage than my 40 minutes will be. Um, but I got to tell you, I love it, and actually the the marathon that I ran with it um, was a lot faster than the marathon earlier in the year that I didn't run yeah. with it. So that was uh, something that was nice to see, um, and... Again, I was skeptical that that I was going to be able to use it for my goals, and I was able to. Yeah, so, so
0: nice to see proof of concept. Yeah, when you when you do something like because I remember for the record, David is my best friend. Uh, you know if I if I talk, if I put together a list of the people I talk to about running the most, uh, you would you know you're somewhere in the top three or four easily. And so I remember that when we were talking about it um, earlier in the year, as you uh, went past the uh, flying pig in cincinnati and just kind of you know figuring out what you want it to do for uh, training for your second marathon of the year, which was going to be in Des Moines. And I remember that being a concern, just like, it's just time-based. And every everything essentially in that plan is time-based except for the long run on the weekend. So whatever the long run on the weekend is, you know, it's 14 miles, 15 miles, whatever, that's distance. Everything else is just time. And I, I had done that before a couple of years ago, and I really, really loved it. And because it's, it's all heart rate-based otherwise. And so I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to hear that it went really well and that you've continued doing it even past your marathon, which is as the time of this recording a month and a half. And a half ago,
1: yeah right, and um, just looking honestly at the monthly mileage, um the build up to Des Moines using that plan really wasn't that different from the build up to the other plan I used for the flying pig, so that was also nice too, so it was kind of oh, I'm really not taking a step back, yeah, um, but even if I were, I don't think that it impacted me in any way for the actual race um and I get up early to run. I, I start work at seven. So, some of these longer runs, I'm getting up a, a, in a past marathon training. I think it was like before four o'clock in the morning, sometimes, if it were a long weekly run. Yeah. So, it was nice just kind of selfishly to be able to sleep in a little longer. Because it's all time based. Yeah. You don't have to worry about right. like, oh,
0: how long is five miles going to mm-hmm. take? How long is six miles right. going to take? Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's go all the way back. I, I, it's so funny. I know about your recent history with running and we'll talk about that. I know you played football in high school as well. What, what relationship did you have with running as you were growing up as a kid and, and as you got into middle and high school? Because I don't believe you participated in
1: like track and field, right? I did not. Um, I did not like running. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, probably as a lot of kids, I played soccer um, Uh, elementary school and i i did competitive for a couple years and that was always the worst part was having to run it's like a punishment yeah yeah it was um and just especially soccer that's a big part of conditioning is running and i didn't like it and then middle school um did a lot of different sports none of which was just running and i never liked running then in high school I dropped the sports down a little bit. I played football and then I did track uh for a couple years, but it was just shot put discus. Yeah, you um, were doing the field stuff. Yeah, and I, I was a lineman, so I was not, you know, a lithe person. I was I was, you know, heavy set. Yeah. I was bulky. Um and running was not something that I wanted to do. So um and even I remember after games and football high school, the The joke was we had to get up Saturday morning and run to kind of get a shakeout. And I would walk and just kind of throw my arms around to make it look like I was running. <laughs> I don't think it fooled anyone. But <laughs> but yeah, so that was my relationship. It was I don't want to have a relationship yeah, with running. Sure. Um, so then my senior year, uh, I've gotten recruited for just some like NAIA schools for football, a couple division two, but I decided I didn't want to pursue football. How come? I, I was just done with it. Honestly, I, I lost the passion for it. Mm. Um, it just—I didn't like the practices, and I—the games were—I don't know. It—it
0: it wasn't like a reward that you that you would want it to be if you're
1: going to dislike the practices. That's that's a great way to put it. That's exactly what it was. The return on the investment wasn't really there. Absolutely. So I just said, you know what, I, I went through recruiting a little bit, but I decided, you know what, I, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I had also decided after that, well, I want to lose some weight. Um, cause I was bigger and I didn't want to just carry that extra weight around. Um, so I did, I lost quite a bit of weight, um, throughout my senior, like the back half of the, my senior year of high school. Um, but even then, I was not getting out on a track and running. I think I was hitting up the elliptical. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. Changing then, your diet, I assume, too. That, that was a big part of it. Um, and hitting the elliptical, but running was not was not something that I was really into. So then I get into college, and then I don't know where this was coming from, but... And, I, and as I say it, it seems, I don't know, unbelievable. But I, I started between, I think, freshman and sophomore year of college, I started dreaming about getting out on a track and running, like multiple dreams of doing well, like that. Oh, like actual dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah. Literally was dreaming, like something <laughs> in my unconscious was putting this in my waking you know, thoughts. So I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll try this. So I did it, and I kind of enjoyed it. What um, was it about it that you liked? Uh, is it uh, the runner's high? I mean, I that's that's I think that's it. I mean, just getting out there and it felt, I mean, it felt good um just that exertion felt good, especially after when it's like, yeah, I'm I'm tired, I maybe a little achy, but not in a hurt way. It's just this feels good and it feels like an accomplishment. And it was just doing it for the sake of doing it, not towards something else uh-huh. at least that 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 was you know initially part of it um so were
0: you just doing it so you're doing it it seems like just to do it Was was there any idea of like i want to do a 5k or i want to do a 10k or i want to do a half marathon was that entering your mind at all
1: not initially but it entered pretty quickly i would say interesting so, yeah so the first uh race i did was the uh boystown memorial five mile run mm-hmm. here in omaha um And that's a summer, uh, well, Memorial Day, (laughs) as I say it. Yeah. So I did that. um, And it was funny. I was on my run, was listening to your latest episode, um, and your guests had mentioned a runner's high being real. And that's exactly what went through my head when I finished that five mile. I was elated to a point where I hadn't been... For a lot of things. I mean, that feeling was very unique. I still remember it wow. to this day. Yeah. And
0: especially given what you just said about football and how you're not enjoying the practices and how the game doesn't really maybe grab you like that like you would want it to if you're gonna play a sport, especially a physical sport like football. You're you're almost immediately feeling that way with running.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's a great kind of comparison and let me know that, you know, I think I made the right call there and this running thing feels good. Yeah. Um, and what what year is this? Is this like oh seven oh eight ish? You think? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would oh seven oh eight. I would say probably oh eight. Mm-hmm. I could be off. It could be oh seven. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was around then mm-hmm. that I I did this. Um, and then I think. And I didn't have Strava back then, and I wasn't really keeping track of all this stuff. So were
0: it, you just running? Yeah, like and you probably didn't have like an iPod or anything like that.
1: Oh, I th- actually. So I did have an iPod, but the watch I had was not any kind of smart watch. Yeah. So I just I just went based on what I thought my time was, and uh-huh. I thought I was running around a ten minute mile. Now that's probably wildly inaccurate, you know, as I think about it now. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, it was a lot of just kind of rudimentary training and equipment and things. But it, it, it felt good. Um, and I wound up doing a 10K, I want to say later that summer. If it wasn't, it was the next summer. Um, and that was one that at the time was ran around Zarinsky Lake here in Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it felt really good. And it um, I liked the distance, the training from what i remember went fine i mean i i did like to get out there and run especially there were parts of college um just wasn't um always in a great headspace i don't you know probably just the normal you know academic stuff just kind of all this this kind of pressure and just trying to i think really just trying to see where i fit and everything i was really kind of becoming conscious of myself and I don't know. Kind of these. how people view you. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of hard, but the running was probably the best part of my day, honestly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was the races were great and the training was And the and process the was great. Yeah. What you know? did your family think of this?
0: And did they know how you felt about football? Did your parents know how you felt about football? Did your sister know how you felt about football?
1: Um, yeah, they did. You know, I did sit them down and they were, you know, they were fine with it. Um, I, my mom, she did. And my dad, too, they wanted me to at least go through the recruiting process just to make sure that I think that I was right in my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, you know, they're always really supportive, so once they knew that that was not what I wanted to do i mean that was that was it then so I mean yeah, they were good with it, and then with the running, once again, they knew I was really into it, yeah and they were just really supportive of it. So
0: So one of the first things that I remember in our conversations about running and, and we we started living together in 2013, a little over a decade ago, was that you had knee issues. And so when do those when did the knee issues enter the picture? Because it really seemed like again, given our relationship, it seemed like that kind of altered your running trajectory where there were years where I remember you were not running because you just didn't feel comfortable doing so.
1: Right. Um So I would say the knee issues were right before then. And actually, probably around 2009 and 2010, I wound up doing two half marathons in those two years. So Mm -hmm. I did the Lincoln half, I want to say 2009. Um, And then the next year, I did the Kansas City half marathon. And I know it's 2010. Because I base it on a Husker game they played against Texas in two thousand ten. Oh yeah, red so, out of around the world game. Yep. Yeah, which so, they lost. Yeah, ex- yeah, that's probably
0: why I, I yeah. remember it. Yeah. So um, wow, so you do Lincoln, and that's the time when you had to like wake up early to register, if I remember right, because it was just it was selling out so quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that was crazy. Just having to do that, which. Now I'm up early anyway, yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. care. But yeah, yeah, not a big the, deal. i right, oh, up at, at five in the morning. Right. <laughs> Sounds good to me.
0: I'll be up anyway.
1: yeah, But yeah, you're right. At the time it was it was pretty wild like that. And then um that race, I didn't have any knee issues, although I think two or three days before the race I wound up getting a stomach bug. Mm. Um so I wound up running the race. I felt okay enough to do it. It was 24, 36 hour whatever, but I was not in any kind of shape to do any kind of goal work. And I don't even remember if I even had goals I yeah. just run it fast. But by the time that race came around, it was just get to the finish line. What about Kansas City? So Kansas City, I wanted to go sub two hours. Um, and this was definitely when I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't really know about training or fueling nutrition, or nutrition yeah any kind of thing like that so i started out and this this one i i think it had a different sponsor at the time but still middle of october i think it's the kansas city marathon half marathon you start out in downtown the power and light district um so we start there and the atmosphere was awesome i remember just all these bands playing all these spectators i started out Way too fast, probably a minute and a half. Oh my god! Ridiculous, and I didn't know, <laughs> like I said, what I was doing. You're just riding the wave. Uh huh. It's exactly what I was doing, and then of course by mile eight, mile nine, I was it caught up to you. I did, so I I wound up crossing at around two o four which is probably an indictment of how fast I s- started going initially. The fact that I even then kind of got close to... I was going to
0: say, when you you said that that you started a minute and a half fast, I'm worried that you're going to be like, yeah, so then I finished at like 2.15, 2.20. So 2.04 is pretty, pretty g- salvageable given how you started.
1: Right. I think I did after that first mile or two dial it back, you know, <laughs> like I needed to. But I think that, yeah. Even, and I remember it being, I think it's a pretty hilly race too. Yeah. At least to start. So... Yeah, I had, I just, I started crashing. I still did 204, but that was honestly the last race I think I ran for a while. And I started having knee issues. I went to PT. Um, I would run with like athletic tape around my knees, like a physical therapist kind of showed me what to do. So I would do that. But yeah, by the time we're living together, it's super sporadic. It's, I'm having these knee issues. They hurt even when I'm not running and I don't know why, but that kind of passion for it just kind of died off. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Interesting. And do you do you ever or did you ever figure out exactly what it was with the knees? Was it um, you know, something wrong with them? Was it weight gain? Was it just, you know, going too hard too you know, too often? Do you ever know what it was exactly?
1: Well, I so I went to a doctor first and then they said it was runner's knee, which what they how they described it was my um Kneecap was not moving up and down. It was kind of sliding in a bit and rubbing against my patellar tendon. Mm -hmm. So they said that's what was causing the issue. So it was a lot of different, like strength, different kind of leg strength training to try to basically strengthen the outside of my quads to maybe not have a hinge or, you know, on the inside of that tendon, but kind of go back to more of a straight up and down. It was kind of hit or miss, honestly. Yeah. Um, And I do, like, now I I still run with knee straps, but I really don't have that kind of pain. I mean, occasionally I will, but for the most part I don't. So part of me does wonder, is this, was it just kind of a mental thing too? I I really don't. I don't know. But that's what, I mean, that's what they diagnosed me with was Uh that patellar tendonitis is what they said it was, and then just kind of different PT exercises and athletic tape or running straps or braces to run with so so you
0: mentioned the fire disappears and you know this is near the t- so that 2010 mm-hmm. is when you ran your last half for a while um we we start living together three years later in in 2013 and, and there, you and i long had a joke uh, sometimes it was just us sometimes it was with others of the diet starts monday <laughs> And so we would we would you know every weekend we we you know have hey let's have one final night where we have rum and coke and then the diet the diet's going to start on Monday and for me it was always we lived in the Blue House in uh in in the Blackstone area and for me it was always well if the diet starts Monday that means running is going to start Monday and for you I I don't really remember running being a part of like. I'll be honest, I don't remember ever running with you until we did a race together in Olathe, Kansas in 2018. I know you did a lot of walks throughout that time. And so the fire, the fire burns out. What, what is it like as you're going through this, this process now? Of You graduate college, you, you move out, you move in with some friends, and, and then you're, you're trying to find yourself in life and you're, you're getting a job, all these things. W- what, is, what is running and what is working out like for you in this moment in time?
1: It's really sporadic. Um, Like you said, I would. there would be periods where I would walk every day, or maybe I would get a wild hair and I would strap up the athletic tape and go for a run, but it was not consistent. Or I remember getting a gym membership at a gym close by the second house that we lived at, and there would be a stretch there where I was pretty good about going there and lifting, or maybe I would hop on an elliptical, but it was really sporadic. It was, and I—I I mean, I had a lot of fun living with you and living with our other roommates. <laughs> we had a lot of fun, yeah. So it wasn't like I was in this depression, but I was definitely in a funk. I yeah. mean, and
0: we had a lot of talks about did. our <laughs> about where we were and how yeah. we felt, and you know, yeah. the future, and and then, we had, yeah, and then we, we
1: had those talks again, and we had those talks again, and we had those talks many times. Yep, many times. The, yep, and nothing ever really changed as far as It did hey, yeah and let's I let's have those talks again. Those talks are fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the diet would start Monday. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, it was really sporadic. Um it's kind of one of those things where on the one hand in hindsight, I I wish that I had kind of figured whatever that was out and I had stuck with it. But on the other hand, I don't know if I am where I am today yep. without all those experiences. So yeah, it was kind of I don't know the dark ages for me as far as you know i i had my half marathon i was in pretty good shape then and then it just kind of it died off mm-hmm. and again it was a lot of sporadic working out but then there was a lot of just sitting around hanging out yeah not doing any of that stuff do you think that the knee the knee issue was in
0: hindsight was it a convenient excuse to not to not do physical exercise?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, where
0: you're like, I saw, you know, I can't. My knees hurting.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was also a thing where I went to PT and I saw maybe a little progress, but not much. So it became, well, if that doesn't work for me, nothing will. So why am I even trying to do this? Mm-hmm. So. I do definitely think that was a convenient excuse. Now, what the real reason why I just didn't want to do those things, I mean, that probably played a part in it, but I don't believe that that was the sole reason why I wasn't working out, running, yeah. why I lost the passion. I don't know to this day why I did. I just did.
0: So 2016 rolls <laughs> around, and I know that that was when you and I both kind of came together and, like, we we wanted to make changes – and we did make changes, and we made big changes. What was was running in the picture at all for you at the start of that year? I know we, you know, we cut out alcohol for you know for quite some time. Um, it's funny, I was actually talking about that with Riss. Uh, earlier this week about how, you know, we went through January all the way up to the Super Bowl. And like that, you know, we accomplished our goal. And, and I know both of us lost a lot of weight that year. Um, and for me, it was always, oh, I'll, I'll just go to the gym. I'll go for a run. What was was, was running, re-entering the picture for you at all? I don't remember what, what you were doing. I know we were just eating healthier.
1: No. It, so for me, it did not. Now, um, that's when I started dating my now wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did was... She and I would. We got a membership at the Y, and then they do these, and I still do do these to this day. To this day, uh, Les Mills. It's based out of New Zealand. A lot of different workout programs, and the one that, that the Y's will teach, like they have people go get certified to be instructors, is a body pump class. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is like an hour weightlifting. It's low weight, high rep weightlifting. So we did those. Two or three times a week, and then when i when we weren't working out or we weren't lifting doing those, I would usually hit up the elliptical again. I was not running, it was elliptical, and it was the weight training, and it was it was eating better I mean it concerted yeah. that's always a big part of it is yeah. your diet yeah. and what are you bringing in versus what are you burning uh-huh. so but no, running was still not in the picture. Did you
0: want it to be in the picture or were you pretty, pretty happy?
1: I was pretty happy. I do think there was always that remembrance of how much I enjoyed running. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was never to a point where at least at that point, I'm just going to get out and do it. I was content to do what I was doing and I had lost the weight. So I saw progress. So I think part of it was, well, why do this other thing when this is working? Yeah,
0: and he didn't want to injure the knees anymore.
1: Right. You and know?
0: so so you mentioned earlier, you ran that race in 2010, and then I said that the first race that I ever remember, the first time I ever remember running with you, was in Olathe, Kansas. At the start of 2018, I had just gone through my divorce, and I ran the half, and you ran the 10K. Is that the first race that you run? after twenty ten or, or am I missing one along the way because I'm wondering how you went from feeling that way in sixteen as you're going through this transformation you 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 start dating your now wife you guys get married in in twenty seventeen um Where did running reenter the picture before the the half marathon and or the the ten k for you in twenty eighteen
1: actually, I think it was um my wife no i I'd have to check my notes, go back and <laughs> probably just ask her we did with her mother and one of her sisters a virtual 5K, I think. Um, before the virtuals really hit big in 2020. Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> Precursor <laughs> so, to COVID. I
1: know. Well, so we did that. Now, I can't, I can't remember if that was before or after. It might have been before, though, mm-hmm. but it was not a race race, right? But it was still, you register for it, yeah. you get a medal after doing it, you post your time, whatever you have to do. So... There was that, but yeah, Olathe was the first probably in-person race I had done since Kansas City.
0: And so why why did running re-enter the picture for you?
1: I think my wife also yeah. wanted to do those things, and it was something that we could both do together. Um, and I will say she doesn't like running. I think it was, let me try this, and we did a couple. But yeah, running is not is not her thing, but I credit to her for getting me... Back, back into it? it. Yeah. I, I remember, did
0: she do the 10K or the, the half?
1: She did the half. Okay, and,
0: and didn't she say, like, I'm never doing this distance again,
1: like when she finished that race she that She absolutely did. <laughs> now, it probably didn't help, and we hadn't told that many people, but she was pregnant at the time, uh-huh. and she gets, um, she for both of her pregnancies, very sick, so I don't think that helped, but at the same time, she's, yeah. she's more of a weightlifter than a runner, mm-hmm. so... But yeah, she was she was done after that. Yeah. She was pretty miserable, and I am sure the pregnancy wasn't helping.
0: Did so. you? Did the fire return for you then? At that moment, with running, or was that something that you did? You know, maybe to, to further your relationship with your wife. You know, we we go down there. We had a fun weekend that weekend, hanging out with our friend Rob down in in Kansas because that's where he lives. Um, what was it like moving forward after after that one?
1: Uh, I remembered how fun races were, but. I still don't think it was to the point where
0: you like the process.
1: It, yeah, it really came back. Yet, yeah. um, I think after that, and you you probably have a better memory of it than I do. But I think we ran in 2018 the Omaha, uh, the Nebraska. Yes, athlete. yes. So I think that was my next one. That and was the day.
0: when it snowed? Was it that one that no, we did together?
1: Well, it was raining. It was like a thunderstorm, oh. lightning. And then I think your dad ran it. Mm-hmm. Tim ran it. Yep. Um, and they delayed the start by a half hour, which all that did was make us run at the starting gun right as the rain was starting. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that one. For some, I was mixing that up with a different one. Yes, okay. that
0: one was pouring. And yeah. That one was in 2018.
1: It was okay. Yeah, so that I think, sucked. So I think that was my next one. Uh huh. Um, and that one was probably I think what. Started me back. That's on, crazy. Of yeah. all the ones to start you back. I know. Yeah. I know. But it was, and even then, my training was not great. I came into it, oh, I think the longest run I had done in the training. And I think something maybe happened. So it was only like nine or 10 miles. So the 13 wiped me out. Yeah. I mean, I was struggling mm-hmm. by the end. But um, even in all that pain after the fact, it was that. That kind of runner's high. And Mm -hmm. it was, oh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. This is, I kind of remember why I wanted to do this stuff in the first place. So it started to come back. So
0: this is 2018. Um, I don't want to skip ahead to 2020 just yet, just because I want to make sure I I get everything right. But 2020, you and I signed up for the Twin Cities Marathon, right, like literally right before the, the pandemic, you know, went into overdrive. When is the marathon entering the picture for you? Is it is it on your mind in 2018? Is it I want to maybe do a few more halves before I feel comfortable going with a, a 26.2 miles? What's what's the mindset like for that, or is that still something that you're like I don't know if that's for me?
1: Yeah, after after 2018, I I don't think that it was really in my head, and of course it's kind of hazy. Things kind of run together at that time. Yeah. But yeah, after that, I think there was there was a. You know, runner's high, but there was also a big relief that it was done. Yep. And that was up until recently, that was always kind of how I did things. It was okay, now I'm done. Now I can just see you later, go on shore leave for six months and (laughs) lose everything that I built up. Uh So, so I enjoyed it. And like I said, I think it started me back on the path. But no, I was not thinking about the marathon distance at that point.
0: I don't remember why. Um, what, what was it that ultimately tipped you into signing up for, for the race, for the marathon, for the Twin Cities Marathon? And, we, and again, I went and looked at it in my calendar. I'm pretty sure it was either the 7th or the 8th that we signed up. And March 11th, I'll always remember, because it's my younger brother Caleb's birthday. That was when Rudy Gobert rubbed the microphones and, and everything changed. And so it's always, I always look back at that moment. I mean, it, it was a horrible time, but just such, I, I'm very proud of myself. For you and I would eventually run run it virtually together. Um, I'm I'm always proud of us because you know I think it would have been very easy to say see you later. Why what what was it that ultimately tipped you into to running the, the 26.2? So, 2019.
1: Did you do Memphis? I did Memphis in 18, 18, and then I did Chicago in 19. I honestly I think it was you having done a marathon, uh-huh. probably Chicago. You know, because that makes more sense than Memphis, or maybe I sat on it for a whole year. I wouldn't put it past myself, but I think that was it. It was you've done this, and I think I kind of thought I think I would like to try it. Yeah, and I don't know if I've ever told you that. No, but I had no idea. Yeah, I it just you did it, and I and it wasn't like a competition of oh I can do it. It was more of like I would like to also try it, and I don't know what it's going to look like, how uh-huh. I'm going to do, but I want to at least do this. Yeah. And I think, because didn't, didn't you say you were done after that? That or? one sucked. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. That
0: was my, of all of the races I've ever ran, I mean, Lincoln this year wasn't very fun, but that was just because it was so hot. That one was bad because I didn't train properly. My longest run was 15 miles. I think I went above 12 like one other time. Like, it was a bad, bad training block. And I got, got to race day, and it was, you know, you, you talked about earlier, like, you know, just like this reward in a runner's side. that was relief. Finishing that yeah. race, so it's so funny. I'm really happy you didn't ask me, like, "Hey, should I do?" Because I probably would have said I wouldn't do it. It's not right. very—it's <laughs> not very fun. I'm having a miserable time. That's—that's—that's that's, that's awesome. I had no idea that that was the thing that that got you into doing it. Yeah,
1: and I—I I remember you saying it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't. I maybe that's why I never brought it up to you like that. It was just it. Then it got in my head, and then I started looking at races and i know so um my mother-in-law and uh sister-in-law so sister-in-law lives up in rochester
0: mm-hmm. in minnesota
1: yeah minnesota so and they always do the medtronic 10 mile in which is the day before right the That's, uh, the no the, the 10 mile is with the marathon Oh, okay. just think of it like a half marathon mm-hmm and a marathon together, only it's a 10-mile and then the marathon. Okay. They do, like, a challenge the day before. It's like a 5K, 10K. That's right, yeah. So, and they always love this race, and I thought, well, what if I did the full marathon, you know, while they go do that? I mean, go up there and have a place to stay and all that. So, I think that's why I settled on that one in particular. But, yeah, I think after your run in Chicago is when I started thinking about what if I just – went for it and did it
0: yeah and so the beginning of 2020 and I have told the story a billion times on the pod so I don't want to belabor it but you know that was when I got back into running and I would say that that's truly when my running journey began and so by the time that it's March I had signed up for Lincoln I was gonna do the half I was feeling better I was my fitness was really improving and I think by that point for me it was I want to put together a good training block because at that point I finally liked the process Mm -hmm. and so we had that mindset of like well this will be cool we can go up we can stay together you'll save some money by staying with the family and it'll be great and then obviously everything changed um, with the world and we I mean we found out very quickly that like this thing is off you know that it is not happening was there any thought that you had of Well, I guess I won't do this then. Or were you? I don't because I don't remember our conversations about let's do it virtually. Let's do it at this trail. You know, we ended up doing it. But what was the mindset like with that?
1: I think I wanted to still do it. Um, And then I I think you and I had talked pretty early about basically it's turning it into you and I doing it and doing something for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that was the case. But I think that I. I wanted to, because I wanted to do it. Yeah, I didn't wanted to t- prove your, to yourself that you could. Right. do it. Right now, if you'd asked me in the middle of my training, maybe I would have been like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> convenient. Let's just not do it," because yeah. that training was pretty tough for me. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I wanted to do it. I still wanted, and they were still offering it virtually, so yeah, I thought, yeah, let's just stick with it.
0: What's the memories you have of that day? Um, we my my now wife, my parents. They crewed. Um, Your wife was there. Your parents were there. Your kids were there. Yeah. What um, What What What's the f- the memory or the couple of memories that pop into your mind about that day?
1: Yeah. So I remember meeting you, and I started an hour early mm-hmm. or earlier than you. Um, and I've I've always been kind of you know self conscious about that. I think I wanted you to start even later because I'm like thinking to myself, you know, I'm slow, right? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take a while, and I don't want you guys all waiting for me, so. I think about that, about starting an hour earlier than you. Um, I remember you catch or seeing you kind of at the halfway turn, which is in Bellevue. Bellevue, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then turning back around, I mean, sporadically seeing, you know, my parents, my wife and kids, your parents, your wife. Um, And then after you passed me, well even really before that but then after you is when i was started that the struggle bus that was a struggle bus um and again it was i it was better i think as far as what I, I what it what you built it up to be exactly yeah um but i still was not in any way like mentally preparing for how to pace how to do all those things right um so that contributed to it i wasn't in as good a shape, I think, as I needed to, to come in. So that all contributed. Um, and one of the things, obviously seeing, you know, all of all of the crew there, um, and then my wife and kids and my parents, so grateful. Um, but also, after you passed me, then it just became, I wasn't seeing, because your parents and your wife were suddenly. Yeah. Yeah, so it was my wife, my parents, my kids, and I would – I was walking, running, I was really struggling, and every time I would see them, I'd I think about it now and kind of laugh, but I would see them and I would think, oh, crap, now I got to start running again, you know, <laughs> because I didn't want them to just cheer me as I was walking, yeah. so I would do a whatever and like, okay, now I think I passed and now I'm going to start walking again, so, yeah. but I mean, overall, I was very glad that I did it, but it was... A relief more than a runner's high yeah. when I crossed the finish line. So
0: interesting. So after some of the other races, your first ones of those distances, it was a runner's high feeling. And this one was more of a, I'm happy to be done.
1: Yeah. 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 It it really was. Um, but I was already thinking about the next year. And we decided pretty quickly, like, let's just do Twin Cities, you know, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Because they did a deferment. Mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I just go back up there next year.
0: You said something earlier about how after a lot of races that you will, what was the way that you described it? You didn't say go on leave. Go, go on short leave. Yeah, there you go. Um, was that what happened after that one?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what happened for the first couple. Um, basically, I would get in better shape, and then it would all just kind of go away. And I wasn't paying attention really. Well, I was paying attention, but I wasn't being disciplined about my nutrition, my fitness. I mean, I, like running would even be sporadic. It would be, oh, you know, I need a break after I train for all this. And then
0: Well, before this year, your marathons, you would run two before 2023. Both of them were in the fall. And what happens after a October marathon? Well, Thanksgiving and it's Christmas and it's New Absolutely. Year's and, you know, uh, all of it football season, Super Bowl. So it's like it's very as everyone knows it's very easy to lose yourself to the end of the year if you fall out of doing something like that on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. And, yep, for me especially, I mean, that's kind of really this past year, just kind of different self-realizations. I mean, that was one of them, and that's exactly what would happen. After that year, it was um, not, again, not really run as much. I really wasn't taking it that seriously. It was more of running to do this race, yep. but then the running was done. Mm-hmm. Until I guess the next one, yeah, and then it was like, "Oh well, I've got time to you know build up and train again. I'm just going to take this time off that's
0: one of the biggest things that I've noticed, like a difference in you, is that that was always running to get to the end of the the block, whereas now you are not doing that. What do you think changed mentally for
1: you um so I think well, one, it was just that realization that if i If I want to take this seriously and get better at it, I need to be a lot more regimented, I think. Diligent. Yeah. um, I remember you saying that
0: to me maybe last year of like, I want to be better. I I I want to get better at this.
1: You know, something along those lines. Right. So I do think, um, so last year I was supposed to run the Des Moines Marathon Mm -hmm. and I wound up getting hurt and I didn't run it. And then, again, decent amount of shape, and then it just – and it's also an October marathon, Then it all just kind of went to crap. But I had wound up saying, okay, well, I want to do the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati. Um, And my mother-in-law was going to do the half, and I thought, well, they're going to go out there. I'll just go out there and, you know, hang out with them and do that marathon. And I missed, you know, this one for 2022, so I'll go out and do – 2023. Um, And then the end of that year, the end of last year, I would say was really bad. I was really bad about eating, you know, just not really being disciplined about my nutrition. And also I was over drinking, I mean, alcohol. So I thought, well, I've done the dry January a couple times. I'll do it again to kickstart. And this, the flying pig is a May early May marathon. I think the first or second weekend in May, my training is going to have to start, you know, January. So I thought, oh, well, that'll be a good, good way to start. Yeah. Good, good way to start. Um, and then it wasn't too long into it. Just kind of different, reading different things, um, listening to different people's experiences, thinking about my own experiences with alcohol and thinking, you know what? I think that this is not a good relationship for me. Um, So to kind of tie back into, you know, what you had asked, I would say that giving up alcohol to me, it became, do I want to be serious about running? And it was, I either need to commit to the running or I keep drinking. I can't have both. Mm -hmm. So I gave up the alcohol. So I, and I, I, you know, I would talk to you. I'd talk to my wife. I don't know like how soon after I made the realization that I I probably mentioned it to her first and then to you, honestly. Um, and it was just, I'm not going to keep doing this anymore because I see the patterns of, well, yeah, maybe I can train, maybe I can lose some weight, but I'm not getting in the shape that I want to. Number one, when I hit race day and number two, after race day, everything is just being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, it's just, oh, big party, and I I did this great thing running this marathon. Now I get to celebrate with all these things that are not helping me Mm -hmm. really in any way. So I think giving that up um, and more so choosing the running over it made me take it really seriously in that after I finish the race, I'm going to keep running because i I'm choosing to do this. I want to do this. There's a reason I'm choosing to do this. It's a passion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and I, and honestly, the when I read that 80-20 book, just reading about, like you said, the heart rate-based training, and I don't know what about it exactly, like I started to, to enjoy just that process, mm-hmm. just that running in ways that probably not since I had first started running That I I really enjoyed it. So going to the sobriety, um, I I I don't remember exactly
0: when you told me, but I know like you came over to watch the Super Bowl, and you know that night since it was in February, like I remember your original goal was I'll do dry January, and then I'll probably you know drink you know I'll have some beers or whatever during the Super Bowl, and so it's probably around then that you told me like I don't I I'm not gonna have anything, and you told me why. Um, when you came to that realization, cause you, you know, you gave a little background there of, you know, reading things, listening to things of this is on, un- this is unhealthy, or this could lead to a, a place that I don't want to go down. How, how did that hit you? How did, how, how did you react to it? Mm-hmm. And, and how did, how did your wife, how did she react to that news or realization that you had as well?
1: Yeah. Well, I think it was something that I had kind of thought about for a while, but more so I don't. I don't want to say this is a problem because I don't want it to be a problem. If I
0: acknowledge that it's a
1: problem, then it is a problem. Exactly. But if I keep it inside, then it's never going to be a problem. Exactly. And it was always, um, for me, well, I'll cut it down to just the weekends or one day or whatever these days. And I, more often than not, found a reason to throw that out the window and just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was kind of scary at first, the realization to myself. Because then you had to acknowledge it. Right. And I didn't want to think of myself as that, which is silly. I mean, it's it's not this stigma. I mean, it is, but I don't think that it should be. I mean, so I had to let that go. And I had to just accept that it's not for me. I mean, there's plenty of people who can have one or two or can do this. And that's great. I mean, I'm just talking for myself and for myself, I think maybe there was a time I could do that, but that time is gone. I can't do that anymore. So honestly, when I, when I finally accepted that for myself, it was really liberating. Good. Yeah, it it was, it was hard to get there, but once I got there, it was a a good feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and, and then I talked to my wife, and she, I mean, she very rarely, she might have a glass of wine or whatever, or a high noon. She She does not like alcohol in general, though. So I told her, and she's like, well, that's great. I don't get it at all. I can't put myself in that mindset because she just doesn't have that same relationship or same urge, but, I mean, she grateful and you know glad for me yeah but it, it had to be something that I needed to do and not for anyone else yeah so
0: where have you noticed the biggest difference in removing that I mean it's, it's so it's it's awesome I think that you got rid of it right as you're about to embark on this year where you're going to do heart rate based training because one of the things that you know I think a lot of us who are runners will notice is you know you have even like one beer the night before a run or two certainly or more um the next run is going to be harder. It's not going to just feel harder, but your metrics will say that run was harder. Your your heart rate was at this number, and normally it's at this number. Uh, I have to imagine that it showed itself in that way. Where else, though, has it shown itself for you in your life over the last, as we record this, 11 months?
1: Yeah, right. So um, definitely that. And I I wear a Garmin, so I can, like a lot of smart watches, you can see, right? Yeah. Your heart rate. So just your looking, resting heart rate. Yeah, that's, that's the big one. <laughs> so looking... Looking at my December from last year from the end of twenty twenty two my resting was some days like twenty i don't know beats higher, yeah than it is, fifteen to twenty beats higher than it is, and like towards the end of the year, I was really just kind of going, yeah crazy with the why I need you know a beer or a drink that night, so the amount I was drinking was going up, but yeah you you really notice it there, I noticed it. Um, sleeping and then getting better sleep, getting better sleep um the other thing, so one of the things I wanted to do um this year that I would always you know toy we always said the diet starts on Monday, but even if I would lose weight, it was hard and not that it it's not hard in general but In hindsight, the alcohol was making it harder for me because it was so easy to have a couple. And then, oh, well, look at this bag of chips. This looks great. You know, that inhibition goes down. And for me, that was not focusing on my nutrition. Um, So I noticed that for me, the nutrition was better and the weight loss, because I've kind of yo-yo these past couple, probably since 2016. Mm -hmm. I'd lose it, then I'd go back up, lose it, go back up. Um, I want to stop that. So 2023, I gave it up, um, and I've really seen a lot of good progress in that area. And I'm still – it's December now, and I'm still at a, a good spot, whereas in the past couple years, you know, I hit an October marathon or October race, and I couldn't say that. Yeah. So um, I I definitely noticed it there. I notice it because I, I get up early to run. I remember one day – in 2022, so I, that's when I was training for Des Moines.
0: Before you got injured.
1: Before I got injured. Um, getting up to go on a run and, you know, 5, 530, whatever, get up and run. And I had had some beers the night before, some high ABV beers the night before. And I'm sure I told myself, well, no, I'm just going to not have any this week. And then I found a reason to have some and then getting out running and still feeling the effects of it and just kind of being disgusted with myself. Like, you knew you didn't want to do this. Why did you do this anyway? And, yeah, I can still get out and run now, but, you know, what would this run have looked like without it? Mm -hmm. And kind of just this past, you know, January, as I was really thinking about these things and coming to these realizations, I don't know how many more years I can do that where I could even get up and go for a run because that was one of the things was just hearing different people's stories about, you know, as they continued on in their drinking, I had to realize that it doesn't get if you're if you're continuing to drink, it's not going to get better and it's probably not going to plateau, I think it just gets worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Not going to get easier to remove it then from your life too, probably.
1: Yep, exactly. So, yes, that's that's exactly a great way to put it. So it was just, you know, get rid of it entirely. So mm-hmm. there was all these things that I feel like were impact- I could see, like, immediate changes, and there are things like that run where I don't think I would – I wasn't seeing it then, but I think a few years down the line or however – long down the line, I'm not going to be able to do those things with a night of drinking. I mean, I'm still relatively, I mean, early mid thirties and I don't, I don't think it gets better from here. So just kind of having that realization that, yeah, maybe you can do that now, but you're not going to be able to do that down the road. And I think that was, that was important for me to give it up too, was to think about those things. You know, people talk about like play it forward. Like if you have one... Play it forward. What's it going to look like? So for me, taking it and kind of on a macro level, play it forward. Like, yeah, maybe now I could do that. Have a couple of drinks, get up, and go for a run at five the next morning. Not going to be able to do that some years down the line. Sure. So
0: so looking then back in hindsight, we we kind of fast forwarded through twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two a bit, but we we did run Twin Cities. Um, I know that you were. A little disappointed in your time. You weren't able to beat what happened in 2020 That's on the correct. virtual. Yep. Um, 2022, that was when you signed up for Des Moines. Um, and because I believe you put in for the lottery for Chicago and, and he didn't get in. That's and correct. So, yep. Fingers crossed we're going to learn Chicago pretty soon that we're both running it in 2024. And so you end up signing up for Des Moines. You have an injury though, and so that takes you away. And then you make these big time changes with your life at the start of 2023 and you sign up for your first spring marathon with the goal of running two marathons for the first time ever in 2023, which I did as well. Um, you you make this, this big change. What was the goal as you enter into 2023 coming off of a race in 2021 and not even getting to race in 2022? What were you hoping that running could become for you as the calendar flipped into this year and, and you had, I mean, that's a big goal to do two in a year when you've never done it and you haven't run one since all the way back in 2021. What were you hoping that this year would bring for you?
1: Yeah, so coming, I you know, still thinking about that 2021 in Minneapolis. You're right. I came in Way over shape. Um, my time was over six hours, which I was exceedingly disappointed with. Not, I mean, just because I felt like had I done the proper training and maybe made some of these changes earlier, it wouldn't have come to that. But that's, that's part of it, right? Yeah. That's the growing experience. So when I go into the Flying Pig in Cincinnati earlier this year, um, I'm still... At least to start my training in January, I'm pretty nervous about what kind of shape I'm going to be in because, again, end of 2022 was not taking care of myself at all. So and I'm, how,
0: when, when did you stop running? And when then did you pick running back up again?
1: Um, you got so, hurt when? So, I got hurt in September. Oh, um, in early September, maybe end of August, somewhere around there. So, essentially, four months. Yeah. Almost now, four months. But now, we did, I did do a 10K, um, the Thanksgiving run, yes, and you did the half I, I did think. the half, yeah, yeah, so I did, so I was doing um up until that Thanksgiving of last year was doing some running, but I think honestly, after Thanksgiving, I don't know that I was doing much, I think there was weeks where I wasn't doing anything, mm-hmm. and then I started back up January and then mid January was the training plan that I had that's when that started, so I was already nervous thinking that, oh, I'm behind the eight ball on this training. Um, now, as my training progressed, I'm not – I'd given up alcohol. I am eating better. I'm being more conscious about that. Um, my training does go pretty well. So by the time I get to Cincinnati, I at least think, well, I, I, I'm in better shape than I was in many, going into Minneapolis. Um, I think I'll make a better time. I still just want to just get this race done, and not not that I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm looking at it as it's going to be a struggle, and I want to ultimately feel better at the end of it than I did because Minneapolis, I was just pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, so flying pig, um, the weather that day was <laughs> weird day. Yeah, it was. It was kind of like the the half we talked about in Omaha. Uh-huh. It was storms, lightning, there was some, they not corrals, they're pig pens, they're pens, that got like, and my mother-in-law, she was part of it, um, they pulled them off the course entirely, they said, black flag conditions were holding you, the The very early groups, no one pulled them off, they were just gonna go, the groups behind, some of those middle ones, like my group, uh-huh. they didn't pull us off, so it was pretty, discombobulated in the response, it was pretty, Downpouring, it yep. was lightning. Uh it was Yeah, because
0: pretty- I remember I ran I ran Lincoln that day. Yeah, you did. And and yep. I'm texting you and I you actually might have responded during the race. And you're like, What? <laughs> you know, you had no idea that the, the cause like we had seen it was like all over running Twitter yeah. that like this is going on, people aren't getting pulled off the course. Yep. There was controversy because the the like the family with the little kids yep. were running yep. that one. So it them. seemed like an interesting day.
1: It it really was, and it was funny when I um was running back through downtown it might have been because you run you start and end in cincinnati you run over a bridge into kentucky though then run back over so i don't even it was over a bridge and it was in some downtown um seeing runners and i could tell they were runners standing underneath buildings and i thought oh i guess they just want to wait to see if this passes i had no idea (laughs) they they were probably told to stop yeah that they were told to stop but a lot of people weren't told to stop. Uh-huh. So so that was the those were the conditions to start out and it rained for a good portion of you know my my run, uh-huh. my race. Um it did stop eventually and then got pretty nice actually once the clouds cleared. You could start to feel the humidity. So I was glad that <laughs> held off as long as it did. But yeah, I made it to about Mile twenty three, twenty four, and that's finally when I started to do more of a walk run. Uh-huh. Um,
0: Which is this the furthest you've ever made it?
1: Correct in a race, yeah, yeah correct. Uh, now, I'll, I'll admit, you know, water stations, I might stop and walk, sure, just to drink. But otherwise, I mean, I'm I'm going and mile twenty three, twenty four, starting to feel it, but I'm still pushing myself. And I crossed the line. I think my time was five fifty one. Um, but I remember thinking. And this is the first time I felt this way that I belonged there. Like the the ones before it, I was in such bad condition by the end that I kind of felt like an imposter almost. Like I didn't, you know, yeah, I crossed the line. I did these things and I did. Mm-hmm. But that was the first time I to myself felt like I deserved to be here, which is probably not the right attitude to have. And I wouldn't have it towards anyone else. But that's how I mm-hmm. view myself. Um, so I didn't care about my time. I just cared that I felt like that yeah. and it felt, um, you know, just very self, um, just congratulatory. I don't know how else yeah. to put it, no, but, yeah. but yeah, I just felt really good about myself and what I accomplished regardless of the time. Which and, is the first for you after a marathon. Right.
0: And then you're already signed up for Des Moines. So I have to imagine that that was a nice shot in the arm going into, you know, essentially uh, you're going to have like about a month off, you know, from training um, and then you're going to start diving back in. So that had to be really good mentally for you to finish and feeling that way, knowing that you had another one coming up a few months later.
1: Yeah, it absolutely was. So you after that, you had sent me like a post recovery or a post marathon recovery plan, mm-hmm. I think six weeks or and I did that and I liked it. Mm-hmm. And at what More I liked was that I had a plan that I could follow. That you were actually doing something after a race. And that's the big thing is it's hard for me to not have something to follow. Like that's the realization that's just kind of the person I am. I I need that. So you're right. It it was a great boost into going into Des Moines um, and then just having that plan and not stopping. Outside of, I think, you know, a couple days I gave myself, but then I mm-hmm. said I'm, I'm going to get back out there, yeah. um, and I did, and I wanted to. That was the big thing. It wasn't like I have to do this. It was I wanted to do it.
0: Yeah. So you're you you have all you, you leave feeling like you belong. Finally, you have a post race recovery plan to follow. You're now going to dive into eighty twenty for the first time. Going into Des Moines, what is then? As you went through the last few months, what was that goal? You know, as as you get really close to that race, and I mean, I know we were talking about it all the time. You know, Des Moines coming up, Des Moines coming up, Des Moines coming up. What were you What were you hoping that that race day would bring in mid October in Des Moines, Iowa?
1: Yeah, so I wanted to go sub five thirty, um, and my PR was five thirty three um, and some change. Right, mm-hmm. I wanted to go five thirty. The training went pretty well. Um, of course you're training in summer so it can get pretty brutal. Um, and there were a couple of days where the humidity, you know, was real bad, but honestly, I felt this summer was a lot better than the summer before. I don't know why. In terms of weather or just how you felt? The weather. Yeah. Well, that, well, definitely that too. Yeah. But especially like the earlier marathons I had run, um, some of those, uh, long runs, you, you just can't avoid, you know, like a high, it's going to be a hundred. The low that night is in the seventies. So you're getting out at four or five in the morning, just trying to beat the sun, but you're still dealing with the humidity. Yeah. So some of those runs, I may not hit the, the mileage that I'm, you know, according to this plan, I'm supposed to hit. I'm just wiped. I mean, the humidity just kills me. So, yeah. so I'm always, I've always now become conscious of that of, of kind of, Nervous about that of, I just want to hit this goal. So that was kind of, I say that because this training, I didn't really feel like that as much going up to Des Moines. Yeah. So everything, all my mileage I was hitting. Um,
0: And as you said, like the weather this summer, we had, I think, two weeks that I can remember where it really sucked. Yeah. But only two. You know, and it was funny because it was always like, the whole week it was never like one day here one day there no it was uh, there was two weeks where it was like it's going to be 78 at 6 a.m. so it's just like we're going to have to deal with this but then thankfully the next week would be a reprieve and then we had one more of those closer to the race but then it was a reprieve again which was nice I honestly now going through this past summer I think I would rather have that of a week straight of garbage than you know a few days here a few days there a few days because it just having them all as one it it really it seemed to to unlock something in me mentally of this is going to be hard but you got to get through it
1: yeah you can acclimate to it and that's mental is the big thing too yeah. so i would agree with you and definitely whatever reason it just wasn't as bad this past summer well
0: not drinking anymore had to be i mean you yeah. want to talk about a huge th- burden, or not a burden a huge thing for you you know,
1: yep. taking yeah the pants absolutely it was you know like i said the sleep i'm just i'm sleeping a lot better um the training goes well i want to hit sub five thirty. if i can't do that i still want to go for a pr um so that's, that's, that's what I'm looking at going into this race. Yeah. And it was a,
0: it was a gorgeous morning. Couldn't have really asked for a oh, better yeah. morning. Yep. How did that, how did you feel in that race Um, compared to, let's compare it to not only the other one this year, but how you felt in like 2021 in Minneapolis?
1: You mean before it or during the race? Both. Yeah. So before it, I felt a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kept with my, you know, good nutrition. I have you know, specific weight loss goal I'm, I'm going towards. So I just feel good about that. It's the best shape I've ever gone into a marathon with. Um, So all that stuff was, you know, in my favor. Now I'm always nervous before one, which is just just natural. And that's, I'm nervous about a lot of things. (laughs) So going into it, I was, but I felt I was much better prepared than any of the other ones, even That's where you the be. flying pig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So during it, I'll be honest, um I, and I don't know if this is just me in general, but the the first part of it I was kind of struggling. It felt harder. It was hilly. Yeah. I I'm sure that was a big part of it that yeah. I just I just was underestimating about it in general. Um and I would not say that I hit hill training that maybe not as much as you needed to for Des Moines. Yeah. Um so yeah, that was kind of a struggle now I was um definitely keeping the 530 in mind and you know the the pacer was there but at certain points he was just getting a little too far.
0: And what's a 530 pace? What's that per mile?
1: That is it's kind of maybe 1215 or something like that, 1220. Uh-huh. Um so I'm I'm for the most part there, but then as the miles go on, as I think, yeah, the you know, the hills are getting to you more, um, that 5.30 Pacer starts getting out of my sight, and I just start thinking, okay, well, maybe I, I can catch back up in the back half. Otherwise, I'm just going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to keep running my race and just keep running. How
0: so. did that one go for you? You mentioned uh, the Flying Pig until it was, what, 23 or 24 in where you feel like you have to start doing the run walk. How did, how did that go for you in Des Moines?
1: Um, I part of me, uh, especially. So I I forget what mile. I don't even know what mile you were on, but we we saw each other. Yeah, you're coming. Yeah, we're coming. You're coming back, and I'm going the way that you would come. Was it the the long stretch of like by the, all the houses and things yeah, and, and your parents and yeah. your wife yep. your brother and his wife yeah so that's i saw probably mile them seven eight is yeah. for you yep. yeah yeah so i saw them right after because you said hey they're just up there so yeah. that's where it was um i get to that point and i'm i'm kind of wondering how i am going to finish this race honestly wow yeah so, and i i think in hindsight it was probably the hills um because at that point you're you're kind of through the worst of
0: the hills, yeah. I would say, by mile yeah. eight. But it's it's really hard. Those first few miles were really difficult.
1: They were, and I was not. I mean, I, I know we we hear about hills, but I guess to me, I'm always just someone where unless I experience it, it's, <laughs> it's an abstract thought for me. That's which, future David to deal with, not it's, not present David. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's abstract. It's whatever. It, I can't believe that it's a thing right yeah, now. So, yeah. so yeah, that was a struggle. But honestly, I, I'm. I think now is it as the race kind of started to even out, um, I just kept going. And it was nothing other than, well, I don't think I'm going to hit 530, but just keep going. If I hit, you know, 1240, 1245, at least that was my, you know, tertiary goal was, I guess, run faster than flying pig. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to take a step back time-wise from the pig. And you didn't. Nope. No, I did not. So, but that was my third goal. And then as I kept, running, you know, the miles keep keep ticking by. And then I saw you and your wife, Marissa, at 22 or 23. Yeah, yeah. And then you said, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I, you know, gave you a thumbs up and said, I'm feeling overall pretty well. Yeah. Um, And then it was around there, maybe another half mile, where I pick up the pace. And I start to think, not only can I finish this running, which I've never done, I maybe can try for at least a PR. Yeah. I, I was doing the math as five thirty, and I just wasn't, it wasn't going to be there uh-huh. unless I had really picked it up and I wanted to have some gas left in the tank. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, it, I felt in that moment when I, when I realized, Oh, I'm going to finish this running. I felt really good. And yeah. then it felt they just kind of gave me that extra boost to try for something. Yeah. Um, try for that PR so um I went for it I I thought I was gonna have it and then I did check some numbers after that and I realized that I tied my PR officially I tied it from that first race we ran in Omaha the Mm -hmm. virtual for the Medtronic but once again I Felt like I belonged I ran the whole thing finished Uh, stronger yep I finished I did I absolutely finished stronger and I would I I don't have your Strava
0: open from the race but I'm guessing it doesn't say 26.2 it probably says 26.5 or 4 or something and so I would say that do I mean certainly this PR I know it's a tie and I know that like that probably is a bummer but this one way tougher course and inside of a race. And so I, I think that this one is, is an incredible accomplishment, you know, especially given all the stuff that you've, you've dealt with over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, thank you. I definitely agree. I mean, even with that, I still felt much better, like I said. Yeah. Finished it running, which was, you know, a great accomplishment for me. And I, so I went the virtual, I ran that time, then it did Medtronic the time's way higher, and then it starts to go down again, so that's i I love to see that trend yep. and i I'm in great you know mental shape, you know physical shape I'm still getting there, I still feel there's a lot of room for improvement improvement, which is good um and then be able to improve my running times as well so along those lines what's next so I did schedule um the grandma's marathon next june Mm -hmm. scheduled for that um like you said i put in for the chicago lottery which as we're recording this find out in a couple days i was gonna say it's this week it is this week oh man so find out about that um so i want to just keep i i'm still you know kicking around what kind of time i want to run for grandmas i mean i want to i want to pr yep it's just a matter of what you know, I think I can do, I want to, and that's a fast course. Yes. It's a yeah. Point to point. It is super flat. A lot yeah. of people
0: go for OTQs. Yeah. There.
1: Okay. So, yeah. and
0: the weather's usually good.
1: Right. On wood. Yeah. So cause Northern Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So um going to, going to shoot for a PR. Um, I also want to just kind of see what other kind of running improvements. Like I do want to, especially listening, listening to this podcast, all the different runners who are talking about nutrition, like that's something that I really want to dig into for myself because I feel like that's, that's an area that I really need to improve.
0: That's my 2024 goal is, it? is okay. nutrition. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
1: So I'm, I'm right there with you yeah. there. Um, just seeing what I can do to, you know, keep shaving these times off Yeah, and you know, what kind of training is there, you know, is 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 coaching? You know, getting a coach is that something that would make sense for me, or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that's 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 what I'm thinking for 2024.
0: I, I I told I've told this to you, and I I do not want it to come across. I'm trying to figure out the word I'm looking for. It's I mean, I, it's not pandering, but I I I you inspire you inspire me because as we've talked about, you know, given the time that it takes you to run a marathon and what you were just saying a few minutes ago about summer runs, um. If you're going to get it, like, if I'm going to do a 20-mile run, I, I can do the math in my head. And it's like, okay, well, if I want to beat the sun, I need to do this. If I want to beat the heat, I got to do this. For you, it's a, it's a lot longer. And and it, 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 I, it is incredibly inspiring that, that you are putting in this time and effort to, you know, do something like this. And so, again, I, I, I don't want to say that and have it come across the wrong way. So I, don't, I hope that I am doing that. But I think that you are you what you do is so cool and I love I've loved following your journey over the last few years and especially like this year I think has been the it has to be the most rewarding for you but man it's really been the most rewarding for me seeing everything that you've been able to do
1: yeah no I I get exactly what you're saying um thank you and yeah it it, if nothing else I can get a lot of good audiobooks listened to hell yeah yeah that's that's been a big thing podcast but also audiobooks where I can be like okay well I'm gonna go out for a 20 mile run, 18 mile run, I can get, you know, half of this audiobook <laughs> listened to. So, there's there's a plus there, but
0: Well, along those lines. Uh what's your favorite part about running?
1: It is the I think the being out there and and doing it. Um there's that time just to, you know, get out there. I can shut my mind off. If I want to, I can listen to a book. Um, and it's the accomplishment of doing it too. I think, I mean, no matter really the distance, it's, it's something that I don't really take for granted that I can do and that it just, it just feels good. And it's, it's hard to entirely put into words other than it's, it's just, being able to do it I guess and, and really appreciating that I have this opportunity and this ability to do it I love that answer
0: so I finish every podcast by asking my guest about what they're chasing it could be a literal time goal it could be qualifying for something or it could just be a feeling David McCon, what are you chasing
1: so in the immediate I want to run my next PR at Grandma's uh, want to get below 530 um, and from there I want to just always improve I mean I know you, you talk about you always improving race to race that's that's what i want to do and to see how far down i can go david McCon, thanks for joining me today on chasing three hours thank you for having me this has been awesome
0: thanks again to david McCon for joining me on today's episode thanks to ian alio for production assistance as well as music and sound design thanks to Riss for the cover art head to chasing three for more from me as i write about my experiences out on the running trail races and a whole lot more email me at chasing three hours at gmail.com if you liked what you heard today be sure to subscribe rate review and maybe share with a friend as well new episodes will drop on friday mornings enjoy your long run this weekend